Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance, and investment. It's Reese Mini here, host of Many Talks. Um, podcast slightly different today. We're doing it via. Um, we've got a, an entrepreneur for yourself today that's in the property sector. Um, 2015. Mark, Mark, thanks for coming on today. Pleasure. Nice, nice to speak to you. Fantastic. So, Mark, um, just just for my listeners and, and just for yourself. So, my podcast um, was was listed top 25 globally in iTunes for business, entrepreneurship, property development, and finance. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, why we was interested to speak to yourself is because obviously. You are in the property sector, um, your business. So we just really wanted to get some property entrepreneurs on uh, and talk about your journey um, and and how you started, really. Um, So could you explain to us uh, what Arthur Online do? Yeah, so Arthur Online was developed as a, a platform for managing your tenancy. So we wanted a place where you could transact all elements of a tenancy journey in one place. You didn't require different bits of softwares connected. You had one place where that tenancy journey was held and it was developed as a piece of software that what we call is outward facing. In other words, there are apps for your stakeholders that are involved in the process. So your stakeholders would be your, obviously other people of your management team. They'd be your tenants, they'd be your contractors. And if you were acting as an agency, there's the third party owner who's given away his management. So that's effectively what Arthur is. Okay, so technically it, it helps streamline um, managing tenants? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's about managing the tenancy regardless of the type of business that you run. So our clients would range from the private rental sector through to social housing, student accommodation, commercial property because they all have one thing in common there's space and there's a tenants and And there's a and there's a journey fantastic okay and you started that mark in 2015 yeah that's correct so i came about it actually because i had a property portfolio that was being managed by myself part-time and i needed a way of managing that in a much more efficient manner and then got together with basically three of us founded the company, all came from different backgrounds. Uh, None of us directly involved in property, but had a need for uh, a decent platform, decent piece of technology. So there's myself, my background. I don't know how far you want to go back. (laughs) Uh, I I don't want to bore you, but effectively I came from a medical background. Okay. Uh, Rochelle came from an investment banking background and Dave came from an IT background, but we were we all had one thing in common. We all managed uh, a portfolio of properties. Okay, and when you managed them, was they your your own portfolio, or did you yeah. manage them? No, no, no. They 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 were always our own portfolio. Okay, fantastic. So, when did you start to become a landlord in in your career? Was it when you left school? No, not at all. So, as I said, my background. I started life as as a dentist. Okay. Having set up a business called Corporate Dental Services, which was servicing large corporations in the city of London with on-site dentistry. 
I, yeah. that when I sold that to Bupa in '98. Yep. I then obviously used some of the proceeds to start to build a portfolio of residential uh, property in London. Okay, um, areas with that central London or uh, just generally anywhere from as far north as Barnet, right into central London, uh, and that literally along that path of uh, in, in northwest London. Fantastic. And um, what made you? So obviously, you're a successful entrepreneur. Sold sold your dentist business to Bupa. Um, so let, let's go back before that when, when you was at school, um, just so that if we've got any listeners that, you know, are coming out of school, leaving school, let's, let's try and give them some value today. Um, what made you go it alone and, and start that dentist instead of just going to pass out and going to work for a dentist? What made you start your own business? Well, when I, I mean, when I qualified is from university because yeah. you know, dental de, a dental degree is, is a five year university yeah. degree. Correct. So when, yeah. when so when I actually came out of dental school, um, I actually went traveling around the world. That was my first thing I did. And while I was traveling, I sent, I spent a lot of time on buses and coaches in Australia at the time. And it then occurred to me, well, if I could put a surgery into one of these mobile units, I could deliver it to companies in the city of London. And when I came back from my trip, that's exactly what I did. I built a, uh, the first mobile dental unit and took it to my first client, which was at the time News International in Wapping. Okay, and then exactly. from, from then, my, the corporate business just grew and grew and grew in the city. So that's how it started. And, and what age was you um, when, when you started that? 26. 26. Okay, fantastic. And that idea just come from spending a lot of time on on buses. Oh, on buses in Australia, yeah. It's <laughs> exactly right. Great, great idea. And um, do you always would you class yourself as somebody that comes up with with good ideas a lot, Mark? I come up with ideas that I feel solve a problem. So that first business that I set up, corporate dental services, the big selling point there was if you're if you're employing thousands of people, they don't need to take three to four hours off to go and see a dentist. They can come downstairs and see one and be away from their desk for half an hour. So yeah. once I once that, that that was the concept behind that business, then the next business I set up, which was in two thousand, just as the internet was coming about, was about delivering at the time it's called CPD, it's continual professional development. And it's doctors, dentists, lawyers have to do a certain number of hours of education a year. And at the time of 2000, the internet was just about evolving. And we built a website called keepuptodate.tv, which delivered educational content for CPD. So okay. again, it has solved another problem with people not necessarily wanting to travel and spend a day of their time when they could spend half an hour it was effectively the precursor to what actually became ted talks okay uh but we were slightly ahead of the curve in terms of uh delivering this the problem at the time was that bt didn't deliver the broadband network in 2000 till about 2005 and by then other other entries had come into the market like ted and that, you know that that was the problem we were too we were ahead of the curve before there was that it's like having cars and no roads yeah makes sense okay okay um so ju just going back into to your your property background um obviously the the difficulty in in the in the political well in the political world in the climate at the moment and the uncertainty around brexit 
Um, has that impacted your business in, in any way? No, because I, my business, well, my portfolio is very much about residential lettings. So people still need a roof over their heads. And um, the only thing that may affect me is is the the amount of rent, uh, uh, the rental market in terms of value of rent. But that fluctuates, goes up and down with economic conditions, supply and demand. But that, that doesn't really bother me because if you've been in the market for as long as I have with that, I doesn't. I don't really care if my rent drops three hundred pounds on my next tenancy, because that's the nature of the game. It will go up and down with market conditions. Correct. Correct. Um, well, I mean, getting to to become a landlord now, um, you know, five, ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years ago, um, I would say it was a there was a lot more benefits to being a landlord. Now, what advice would you give to any new landlord trying to enter the sector? Um, at the moment, I think I think the difficulty is um, I, I think if you if you're looking for a capital play, then I'm not sure the market is the right place to be at the moment. If you're in it long haul and you don't really care about a capital play, but you're just looking for a margin on your money so that you've got obviously more income than costs yeah. then then yes the market is still there for for lots of people and we're seeing lots of people particularly via arthur take a property and carve it up into very small units like rooms and they're renting out rooms the 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 the, the hmo market is is booming at the moment because that's where people find their yield yeah um so it is very much a yield play um but in my case, because I've owned this stock for a long time, maybe, you know, 20 years, yeah. um, I'm always going to have yield. But, you know, if you're buying today, you could, you, you know, you've got to have that margin because the cost of running these properties is quite high. Um, Goes up you, every year as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And the legislation around it is is quite involved. Um, so it's it's. It's. I wouldn't say it's. It's an easy route, um, but it's. It's a route that if you do it well, you can do well out of it. Yeah. As a landlord, what what do you see as your biggest threat? What do I see as my biggest threat? I actually don't see a a, a threat to be quite honest, because being a if you provide a service to your tenants uh, and you provide accommodation. Yeah. That, that is nice and you're responsive when they have a problem then you find your tenants stick around and if your tenants stick around it means you've got less voids you don't have agency costs um, you become more profitable so for me it's always about the tenant and it's about being reasonable with them and responding to them uh, in a timely manner yeah that makes sense so about customer service really just making sure yeah that you, you're keeping you're keeping on the right side of any problems that they might incur. Yeah, and they are effectively customers because, to be quite honest, if they walk out the door, I've got no income, but I've got all my costs. Right. So you know, you have to be aware that they are they are customers. They're not always right, but they are customers. No, that's that's right. Um, what, what what's your predictions for the market in the next twelve months? Where where do you see it going? There is an enormous amount being built at the moment. There's the massive build to rent schemes. There is large amount of student accommodation. Yeah. Um, people are finding it difficult to buy. 
And whilst people find it difficult to buy, they'll need to rent. If the buying market becomes a lot easier, then the rental market will become more difficult. But at the moment, the rental market is quite strong. Generally, voids are, are few. Um, rents are not particularly high. Um, they haven't sort of gone mad. I'm, I'm, my rental levels are back to where they were maybe four or five years ago, but that's fine. Um, but I think as long as the buying market is difficult, the rental market remains quite strong. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, do, do you see there's some big opportunities coming for landlords, would you say? I'd say there's always opportunities. Um, as I said, it, it's you're, you're better off as a landlord if you have volume. If you've got one or two, you're in danger of, you know, a tenancy issue that's will have a detrimental effect on your portfolio. But the bigger you are, um, the bigger you are, then the more the protected you are against this on any issues. Yeah. And, and as a landlord um, talking or giving advice to another landlord, um, do you think it's better for a landlord to use a letting agent? You know what? It, you're use a letting agent if you're time poor. So I use agents to find me tenants, but I oh. use my software in yeah. order to manage my tenants. So I'll minimise my outgoings by just using an agent because I haven't got time. Um, but if you've got good software, you can certainly manage on your own. Doing the viewings and acting as an agent—that's a time thing. Lots of people don't have the time to do that, or the or the want to do that. Yeah. And, and my next question moving on from from letting agents is how do you how do you find a reputable one or one that can get you good tenants? Has, has that been tough for yourself or have your tenants? Have you always been lucky with your tenants? Uh, I'm I, I'm not so sure it's luck. Actually, they have to have a credit check. They have to have a reference. Yeah. I don't I won't take shortcuts for a few quid. Yeah. Um, there are people that will take shortcuts and. If they get away with it, that's great. And if they don't, it can be an incredibly costly exercise. Yeah. So I will always do a credit check. I'll always do a reference. Um, and the agents are fully aware of that. So, and, and I need to see the documentation. And and that will get you probably a decent tenant. Yeah. You know, a touch wood. I haven't had a bad one for a long time. Don't get me wrong. I've had one or two. But yeah. in, in the... In the years that I've been doing that, that's that's small. That's small compared to, to how long you've been doing it. Yeah. Okay. And it seems to me from from our conversation that we've had up until now um, that this software that you've produced has made your life hell of a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I can I can manage a large volume of uh, tenancies basically on my own because having a piece of software that everyone's connected so the tenants are connected the contractors are connected it means that i can deal with issues very quickly uh, out and about uh, i can i can keep real control over my data um it's important it's without a question i i couldn't run the portfolio without it and and you're a piece of advice to to any landlord out there you know what what makes it worthwhile if you've just got one property is the software worth no, using no, for, no no you don't bother you don't you won't bother if you've got one if you've got up to five maybe ten units you're not really going to need software chances are you can run it on a spreadsheet yeah um 
you you're going to above 10 is, is uh, uh, well i would say you're getting if you're getting over 10 then you've got to start thinking of software maybe but also you've got lots of you've got lots more you've got your issues are multiplied so you've got to be in control of your data and you know there will come a point you'll know when that point is where you think actually i can't run it in a notebook and i can't run it on a spreadsheet i need to move to something that's more automated that gives me better results yeah yeah no i agree um so value for money you know is 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 above 10 if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast that's interested the best way for them to get in touch just go uh, to just go to our Go to arthuronline.co.uk, have a look at it, have a look around the market, see what best, fit, best fits your lifestyle, your type of business that you're yeah. running. How yeah. does Arthur Online differ to its competitors? It's A lot of the competitors out there are the old legacy software that's been around the market a long time. Uh, they're not focused on apps for tenants and contractors. They're not connectable in the same way. They'll do it. They'll do a job. Yeah. But whether that job is satisfactory to you, then you need to make your mind up. But it's like anything in life. You know, you're you're you try a few pairs of shoes on to the ones that that you like the fit of. That don't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that don't hurt. Exactly. Um, so, Mark, just just one piece of top information or top piece of advice that you could give to anybody starting out in property or property management today. What what would that be? Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. Yeah, don't be cheap. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna save, then you'll suffer because getting jobs done. You know, make sure you've got good contractors. You know, they they might charge you a few bob more, but they'll get the job done properly. Um, if you need software, don't skimp for a few quid. Yeah. Those are, you know, be penny wise, pound foolish is yeah. is not sensible way to run this sort of stuff. Otherwise, you'll have more aggravation for saving for saving next to nothing. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic bit of advice there, Mark. Just just a quick question. I'm a big believer um, on mentors, and you know, if you're starting out yourself, asking questions and getting around the right people. Um, but obviously. There is a lot of information out in the marketplace that you can follow and listen to. What, what's your advice to where, where can you find some good information if you're just starting out? Well, I think if you're starting out, there's loads of these what they call um, uh, they call them pins or they're like investment networks. Correct. So, so yeah. the, thing, the thing about properties, properties are very social environment so there's always property meets where you can meet other investors uh you know speak to them listen to what they have to say there's facebook forums um but uh, you know and and there's these organizations that will charge you a fortune to you know to, to to join they'll source you the property they'll source you the finance they'll teach you everything there is to know that they exist for a reason because people will buy into that and then if people need that sort of uh reliance then that's they're there for that reason as have you ever attended any of them before have they helped you before no but i've been in the, i've been doing this long before these pins the thing about buy to let is buy to let is a recent thing when i started it was just property investment. There was no buy-to-let. It didn't exist. Um, when buy-to-let came to the market as a sort of word, really, or a number of words, um, 
these organizations started to spring up you know they see an opportunity in the market because suddenly everybody thinks buy to let is this nirvana so you know they all want to get in and, and do it which is fine um and these organizations came about because of it so they came about long after i started okay makes sense look one last question that i've got for yourself mark from from speaking to yourself um you know there's obviously people that are listening um that have got a similar background to yourself that have come out of school gone to university whether it be medical finance what whatever it be and sitting maybe gone traveling sitting somewhere with a with an idea same as how you first started your business what advice could you or what information could you give them that if they've got some kind of idea like that to push on and and follow through with it because there's so many ideas that you know people get but they just they don't they just don't push on with it for whatever reason mm. i think it's there's the old saying isn't it an idea is 10% and the the effort the 90% is what drives it forward i think if you're the sort of person uh, and it it's not for everyone there's a, there's real risk in starting up a business and you've got to be the sort of person that's happy with risk um if you're too analytical about these things, there's a very good chance you won't get the business off the ground. So there's a sort of uh, compromise between risk and not being over analytical. Yeah. And, and if you've got that sort of personality, then you'll make it happen. And to be quite honest, if you can go down that road, it is an exciting road. It is hard. There are disappointments, but it's very satisfying. Correct. Well, look, Mark, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we, we finish today? It's been fantastic having you on. No, uh, listen, it's, it's a pleasure. And it's a fantastic story um, from, from what you've achieved and what you've done. So thanks for sharing that with myself um, and, and my listeners. No problem. They have a good weekend. And you, Mark. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. So for now, what I want to do is thank you for listening. Subscribe leave a review. Look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast with some exciting guests coming our way.